Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jettikin. Welcome back. Hi, thank you. <laughs> we just delayed uh, taping because I was out of town and I got back really late. And we just wanted to be fresh and energetic for you. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't want to have some crazy... <clears throat> Exhausted. exhausted. So I was really excited about doing this episode today. I know. Yeah. We uh, talked about it on the Facebook fan page. I alluded. Fi- friend pay- page. On the friend page, I said, I'm so excited to record this next episode, and I really hope I didn't overhype it. But guess what, guys? I'm excited to record it. I didn't <laughs> say you guys were going to be excited to listen to it. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, today we're going to be talking about my five favorite Food Network-related crimes and scandals. Yes. We're both big Food Network people. I actually watched Cupcake Wars for the first time this weekend. You did? Yeah, I never saw it before. It's not that great. It's not good. It's not good. It's not like Chopped. No, Chopped is great. Also, I'm kind of thinking, I only watched one episode, but I'm like, I'm done. Like, what else am I going to see? Other cupcakes? Right. There's only so many cupcakes. Another salted caramel frosting? And this was like related to a monster truck event. Oh, fuck that. So it was just like, no. I could care less. So couldn't care less. It's fine. Don't fucking. You know me. me. (laughs) I speak very improperly. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I am a huge uh, fan of the Food Network. I don't know uh, if that is a network that's overseas at all. I'm sure the personalities are popular. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm really big into celebrity chefs. Mm -hmm. I think celebrity chefs are ridiculous and I know all of them. I have personal favorites. My personal favorite celebrity chef, I think anyone who knows anything about me, is Ina Garten. Me too. That's also Desi's. Yeah. Uh, if For those of you who don't know who the Barefoot Contessa is, that's the name of her television show. Um, Ina Garten hosts that show. And she's like this fabulous older Jewish woman who lives in the Hamptons. And she wears really like um, blousey tent shirts. and Like button up crisp. Yeah, very crisp. And she's like if Martha Stewart like relaxed a little bit. Right. And she's married to Jeffrey. She has a longtime husband. She's been married to Jeffrey for literally like 50 years. And they go traveling together and just eat. And Jeffrey's super horny for Ina. And we've written numerous erotic oh, uh, yeah. fan fictions about Tweets Jeffrey over the years yeah. mm-hmm. about them because we know they still get it on. Yeah. And he's so horny for her. It's he's crazy. so horny for her. Like the look in his eyes, you know they still fuck. And. I love watching their relationship on television because he always sneaks in at the end of the episode. Like, to eat mm, the food. What are yeah. you making? Yeah. And she's like, not now, honey. And then they invite all their gay friends over because Ina only has gay friends. Mm-hmm. They're all older. They're all older, men. like kind of daddy, you know. Like rich wearing like a... Yeah. There's this... My favorite guy is her florist and he was making her a bouquet full of like peonies and hydrangeas and of stuff. Of course. And he was wearing this fabulous like pink cashmere sweater Mm -hmm. and making this amazing bouquet and i'm like this is like this is my dream life this is my dream life other than jeffrey i mean i'm not that into him i'm not personally but i like their relationship i like the idea that she has a partner right i also love martha that's devoted i still love her her. oh i love martha stewart she's my favorite wasp her instagram is really good too 
it's Martha's, great. Yeah. I always see when Desi faves stuff. <clears throat> I know. I will see your name too. And it's like very exciting. Right. I'm like, Oh, Desi liked that. She souffle. liked those cinnamon buns too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So <clears throat> we're going to start off with a food network host and this will be a recurring theme. I have a lot of food network hosts who I hate, but hate watch them. Right. So I really love to hate them. Yeah. And this is someone who I'm really into loving to hate right now. And it's the Pioneer Woman. Oh, God. Desi, do you know about the Pioneer Woman? I know about her, yes. But it's a recent discovery. I think I had heard her name a lot. Right. And then I finally started looking at some of the things, and it's just appalling. So she started out as a food blogger back mm-hmm. in like she didn't get her food network show until 2011 her name is Reed Drummond and she rose to fame as this lifestyle blogger uh, about her life as an accidental that's in quote this is in quotes accidental country girl aka she's a woman who married um a, like a rancher a right? rancher who's fucking loaded like he's super rich she's a cattle rancher and she moved from the big city uh into buttfuck nowhere Oklahoma and they live there together with their sons and the husband's name is Lad. And he's very... <laughs> I read her blog and her... St- I actually read her Wikipedia page too recently. Oh, yeah. Unrelated to the, your show. Right. Because I had just discovered her and I was like, who is this bitch? And her blog... Her bio is just horrifying. Like, it's so... It's such a, like, dated idea of what a wife should be or something. Well, like- yeah. And that's what I want to talk about. <clears throat> one, of the, one of the things about her show that I hate watch, that I love hate watching, is how, like committed to this like weird like gendered like normative sort of like gender roles that she she and her little family play along with like she'll make like i'm making food for cowboys today yeah and for the girls we're having a salad yeah it's bad in 2018 besides the fact that the recipes look horrible too like right she actually uh started got her show she got because her blog was like famous i guess it got like all these People loving on her blog. So the Food Network decides to give her a show. And it's called The Pioneer Woman, named after her blog. And that happened in 2011 that she got this TV show. And she came under fire in a long since deleted post that was on her blog. Because, oh. you know, if you're... So after she got famous, people were going back and digging <laughs> in her blog. Yes. Okay. Re- uh, referred to her developmentally disabled brother as retarded. And she went on to say, and I'm allowed to say that because he's my brother. Um, This is an exact quote. As a blood relative of a retarded person, I'm automatically exempt. I get to say retarded, period. Retarded, period. What the hell? Do you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Divine and Female Trouble. Right. When she's talking about About her daughter, Taffy. And she's like, she's retarded. (laughs) And it's so offensive. But that's the point is that it's so offensive. It's so over the top. And it's like, why is she going off on this in this blog? Was she criticized for saying it or something? And she's like going on the blog to say. No, she was just offering up this information. Her poor brother has some kind of disability. I don't know any. So that, uh, yeah. So, So she decided that that was acceptable thing so people found this blog and gave her shit for it and they were like oh hell no read drummond but that wasn't the only thing that happened uh her most recent scandal occurred last year when bloggers lynn chen and lisa lee were watching a season two episode of the pioneer woman in which re and her family were being very racist towards asians on the actual show were they making like 
an Asian food dish? Uh, yes, I will tell you. <laughs> this is so, oh, it's just dumb. So in the episode, Re is making chicken wings for her cowboy husband and all his cowboy friends right. who are super macho, and that's like a big theme in the show. Is like my husband Lad, and and by the way, if you've ever seen this show, you know this woman is like a Stepford wife. Like, she does not stop smiling. She never changes her facial expression. It's very alarming. Are they Mormon? I don't know what they are. Right. I don't know what they are. Like, she's like a program. I'm Mormon. I'm allowed to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Rhi is like, I'm I'm making up the boys, my men, some chicken wings for the big football game. Okay. Rhi then says she's going to decide to play a prank on the men, though. So, at the end of the show, all the men come gather round... And she pulls out a plate of Asian-style chicken wings that she's made. To the horror of these cowboys, one of the cowboys looks on and goes, what the hell is this? And Ugh. goes, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. <laughs> and they're, like, absolutely, like, fucking devastated that she has the gall to serve them Asian, which first of all, Asian style chicken wings sound fucking delicious. I know. I was thinking about, I was like, Ooh, does it have like so, honey and soy? And like scallions. Sesame and seeds. seeds. I'm like, what's wrong with you? First Sounds of really, all, or like sriracha, like kind of sauce. Like yeah. I, what's wrong with you? So, uh, then Ree says, I'm just kidding, boys. I would never do that to you. And she pulls out a tray of American style Buffalo wings and they're happy. And the show ends. Oh God. It was more, I mean, you got to watch the clip. It's not okay. good. It's not good. It's like the guy going, I don't trust him. I don't so, trust right. him. Like, it's very, yeah. it's very icky. Yeah. And like, okay, it's weird. I'll check it out. But also, again, it's like, who isn't excited by any kind of chicken wings? Right. It's stupid. It's just the dumbest prank to pull yeah. on someone. It's not a good prank. It's not a good prank. And she's done that before on her show. She's like. With, it's like an ethnic food. No, or, she's done it before with like a rubber snake. Like, oh, oh it's a real so pranking snake. things are her. Is her, she does pranks? She's done them like three times on the show before, and they've she doesn't never sound funny. Out. Yeah. She's not funny, and she tries to crack jokes sometimes, and it's really alarming. Ugh, I need to watch this show because I can't stand her. Well, I made like a thread one time pretty recently on Twitter talking about because I was like on like a pioneer woman hate watching binge. And there was this one episode where she was making gravy and she takes out a jar of gravy. (sighs) And I got really upset because gravy is like one of the easiest things to make. I actually got really upset recently because I saw um, a Sandra Lee recipe for polenta with white chocolate. And I could not, (laughs) I could not. What? I was so disturbed because I know that you've mocked her cakes before, but I was like, this has to be the worst of her recipes. Like, there's just no way anything could be worse than that. Well, why don't we just talk about Sandra Lee? (laughs) We'll move forward. We'll skip ahead to Sandra Lee because she's on my list. Oh, good. Okay. For those of you who uh, don't know who Sandra Lee is, she's actually the first lady of New York. She's married to... Is she married to him? Yes, she is. Okay. I thought they were dating, but I didn't know they got married. Yeah, she's married to Andrew Cuomo. Ugh, that couple. Come I know. <laughs> so bad. We're not a political show, but she is married to the governor of New York. Um, she is famous for her television show that was on the Food Network for several years called Semi-Homemade with Sandra Lee. Right. Basically. She jazzes up cake mixes and stuff. She jazzes up like mixes it's all canned food it's all processed food that she like mixes together in a skillet and is like i made it 
She did something really gross one time. It was like a faux baked potato. Oh, it was the like ice a, cream. Yeah, it was <laughs> ice cream. It was so gross. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I know. There was this one recipe, the one Desi's talking about, where she took an entire um, pint of vanilla ice cream and she like... Shaped them into potatoes. She shaped it into a potato. And then she made like a lemon sorbet butter pat or something. She made, so gross. She, it wasn't lemon sorbet. It was a starburst. It was like a oh, lemon that's right. starburst. starburst. But here's the thing. Making ice cream shaped into other stuff isn't what bothered me it was the flavors that she it was the flavor palette that, that i was fucking that i was mortified because by it was like a lemon starburst but then like the outside she dusted it all in cocoa powder it was such a gross and then combination she put mint leaves on it yeah, and yeah. Like, it, for scallions yeah. or like chives or whatever it was so the combination of it's like if i don't want to eat it i don't care how fucking cool it looks like <laughs> it was so that was like the first thing I think I ever saw of hers. And I was watching it because I thought when I saw, you know, they show you first what it is. and You're like, oh, OK, I'll watch this. Right. And then you're seeing the it was the flavors. I was like, if I had a lemon Starburst on vanilla ice cream, I would like vomit. Like it's so. It's it all hard. And what stuff. kid would eat that? Like, because I'm so assuming gross. it's not for an adult, right? Like, an adult wants to eat a fucking ice cream baked potato. Sandra's also famous for her cocktails. She makes a cocktail on every episode and it's all. <sighs> 90% hard alcohol her cocktails she's like we're just gonna add a shot of lemon vodka That's she's she an talks. old school alcoholic in my opinion totally. like those women who just drink a lot but they're right. really happy and they're never drunk but they're always kind of buzzed or something Anthony Bourdain is famous for hating every celebrity chef except for Ina Garten which I feel oh, like is so okay. that makes me like him. him yeah yeah he famously said about Sandra Lee She's evil. She's the devil. She's like a cross between Betty Crocker and Charles Manson. Oh, which I felt like that's an amazing description. It was an amazing description of her because this woman is like, I feel like her recipes are, they're like war crimes. Like I feel personally assaulted by them sometimes when I see them or the cakes. They're horrific. She tries to get like woke. Like the Kwanzaa cake. Uh, or like, but, but, but we're going to talk about that. Why do you oh, think we're doing I don't know. Okay. So uh, we'll just get into it. Okay. So. In 2010, a recipe, the, this woman, this is her job description. She was a recipe ghostwriter for celebrity chefs. Her name was Denise Vivaldo. She penned a confessional detailing her experience working for Sandra Lee. It was originally posted on the Huffington Post, but I went back and checked, and it's since been removed for violating the terms of service of the site. Oh. Fortunately, I was able to read the post when it came out in 2010, I remember it because I was riveted by it. It was yeah. like this takedown of Sandra Lee by someone who worked for her. Yeah. So I'm like, this is extremely my fucking shit. Right. Um, and she was just ripping on Sandra. That's basically. an amazing job, by the way. I would love to be a, like a ghost food writer for oh, someone. Totally. <laughs> it would be so good. Um, so the article, I couldn't find it. I was looking everywhere for it. I could That's only really find... really weird that someone hasn't... Maybe Andrew Cuomo was like, "Yeah, I'll fucking sue you. He's like, I'll... I'll fuck up the New York City subways if you take this. <laughs> so um, it's been vi- it's been removed for violating the terms. Uh, but Denise was responsible for creating two of Sandra's most infamous recipes of all time. Yes, I am talking about the Kwanzaa cake and the <laughs> Hanukkah cake. These two abominations occurred in the same episode. It was a holiday episode. I probably, you know, sometime in the mid 2000s. Right. I remember it when it aired because I've been a Food Network fan 
since the network has been on yeah, the me air. Too. So like I used to watch Sandra Lee when she was on because she was like another, she was like a hate watch. Well, Food Network is one of those things where I would just watch it nonstop. I didn't care what was on. Yeah, it was I on would in just the background. have it. Yeah, it was kind of always just on. So I'd see all these ridiculous shows. Not only are these cakes culturally inaccurate, I'm only speaking <laughs> for the Jew, right. Jewish one, because I'm Jewish. Um, but as like a, a something like it, it's offensive as a dessert lover the most i would say <laughs> totally. like as a jew i'm offended that she made this hanukkah cake but i'm way more offended as someone who likes to eat food yeah this is the kind of cake she made for hanukkah she took a store-bought angel food cake that you would get at the grocery store fine mm, fine That's fine good. you could jazz it up okay then she takes a can of white like duncan hines frosting no in a can no. She puts a bunch of blue food coloring in the white frosting mm -hmm. and she frosts the entire cake and then she stuffs it with marshmallows. <laughs> jumbo non-kosher marshmallows. Jumbo. Too. Jumbo. It was so gross. They're jumbo. Just right in the middle of the whole, you know. For like, why? No one wants to eat raw fucking marshmallows. No one it's does. It's disgusting. So she stuffs it and like, can you imagine cutting into that? The texture would be like all squishy. Why? Also, wouldn't you cut it and wouldn't just fall everywhere? Because it's not technically no, melted or anything. No, it's not melted. She just sticks it in the hole. So there's all these marshmallows in the center of like the core of the cake. Like that's some good thing. Right. Ooh. And then as if that isn't bad enough, she goes, now I just found this strand of pearls from the craft store and it's like this plastic strand of pearls that you would like get for like your child's sixth birthday party or something right. like that like a princess party right and she wraps the pearls around the cake and then she makes a six-pointed star of david out of the pearls and like some wire and she sticks it in the center of the cake she's a junk she this is, is like something a drunk she, woman makes. This is a drunk. This She's is a drunk, drunk mom. Show. She's like, oh, you're bringing your Jewish girlfriend? Yeah, I'll just whip something. Up. See, it's blue. Where it's like technic. She's like passive aggressive, anti-Semitic. Like, right. No, I accept her. Here's her fucking shitty cake. Just welcome her to the fucking family. Like she's like she's been drinking all afternoon. <laughs> Her son's new Jewish girlfriend is coming over and she's fucking happy about it. Right. Like, if I if I hated her, would I make her a fucking cake? Like, she's a drunk. I'm not upset. This she's is something an alcoholic does. Yeah. This is like horrible. I, you know, had heard about the Kwanzaa cake, but I didn't know what it fucking was. Also, it's like make some fucking buttercream. It is not that fucking hard to make cream cheese frosting or buttercream. She and has it a makes fucking kitchenaid. I would never use fucking frosting in one of those cans like that's something i probably ate as a kid but now i would literally vomit if i took one bite of it it's so gross like how dare she how dare she not make buttercream it takes two seconds i'm so mad about that so that was just the hanukkah cake there was also in that episode she made a kwanzaa cake now the kwanzaa cake was probably the most offensive thing culinary wise I've ever seen constructed ever how on earth anyone could have thought that these flavors were how is this acceptable? a cooking show <laughs> look it was on for like six or seven years oh my god so the Kwanzaa cake was an, again another angel food cake right that she had taken from the store which by the way I don't even mind grocery store angel food cake no it's, it's a pain in the ass to fucking make angel food well, that's I what would I was never say. buy it like I get taking a store about angel food and cake. it tastes fine it doesn't taste any different no it tastes good right uh, and but I would do like a strawberry whipped cream thing or something. And I've done that before. Yeah, and it's, it's delicious. Good. It's like 
you know, I mean, it's not that hard to be simple cook, like, or to do easy recipes that are still yummy. Right. But she just takes them to this level that they don't need to go I'm so mad about the frosting and marshmallows. (laughs) You're going to get even more mad. You're prepared to be so upset. Okay. I don't even know what you're going to do when you hear about this flavor palette. (laughs) So she takes the angel food cake. She then takes a jar of uh, jarred apple pie filling, which she can't even saute the apples herself. takes two seconds, and it makes all the difference. She takes jarred apple pie Mm. filling, so it's this big gelatinous mess of apples, and she stuffs it, shoves it into the cavity of the angel food cake. She must be so bad at sex. (laughs) She just shoves things into cavities. (laughs) (laughs) She shoves it in there. And she's like, mm, this is going to be delicious. That's how she talks. Then she takes another store-bought can of frosting. Ugh. And she uh, puts cocoa powder in the frosting. And she frosts the entire cake. So now we have cinnamon apples and chocolate. No, that is the it, worst combination. It gets worse. Okay. Desi's like... I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm on- so mad. Then after that, she goes, mm, this is going to be so pretty. And she takes a package of corn nuts. What? Yes. Corn nuts? Which she calls acorns. She calls them acorns for some reason. Oh, my God. She goes, I'm just going to sprinkle my acorns around the cake. I'll make the cake. No, (laughs) not the decorations. I'm going to use acorns. But they're like ranch-flavored corn nuts. Give me my apple teeny. Sprinkles them on top of the cake, puts them in the cavity with the apples, sprinkles them all around, and then she takes the biggest fucking candles I've ever seen in my life that belong on a table, not on a cake. Like tapered candles. Tapered candles, uh, red, black, and green, and sticks like six of them into this cake. So the whole cake is sort of like flat and soggy looking right now, and that's the Kwanzaa cake. Does she, do they ever show her eating her food? Or she's just making this shit. I mean, this is the drunkest show I've ever heard of. Like, watch every episode. Honestly, I'm starting to like her more than I think of her as an alcoholic drunk making this shit. It's funnier well, to she, me. She would always make these cocktails, and the cocktails she made were not high class. Mad dog. Right. <laughs> so, she's like, like someone who's like probably tries to recreate Applebee's happy hour oh, cocktails. Yeah. yeah. She she makes mudslides all oh, the time. Oh my god. Oh my god. And like she's someone who's like will mix a cocktail with whipped cream vodka and like She's the one who, like, they make the flavored vodkas for. Like, oh, yeah. obviously, there's some flavored vodkas that are fine, but she'll buy the ones that are, like, cotton candy. <laughs> like, some gross. Oh, my she, God. She's, she doesn't make just, like, a simple Manhattan. No. She's, like, someone who has to drink sugary drinks, which make me sick. I can't drink that And she'll make a huge pitcher of them. That's how we get the Kwanzaa cake. I know. <laughs> she's like... But then at the end of the show, at the end of every single one of Sandra Lee's shows... She has what's called her tablescapes, and her tablescapes oh are like her decor. She decorates her house, like her dining room area, into whatever the theme right. of the episode was. And it's all of like the – it's like a tchotchke nightmare. Right. I mean, it's like pure – I don't know if anyone speaks Yiddish who listens to the show, but it's ungapachka. Yeah. Like it's – oh my it, – it's, it's like the tackiest, it's cheapest like, shit. It's like the Cheesecake Factory would be like fucking slow your roll on your decor. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Too Roman. 
It's too much. Like she ta- she's like, I found these crystal chandeliers at the dollar store, and she's like hung like six of them up, oh and God. and these little cute angel figurines, and I just put them on the table with the little sparkles on them, and like. And people think she's so clever, probably, right? Look, I think people were just like, look, is the governor's wife just let her have her fucking show? Wasn't she divorced or something, or he got divorced and had an affair with her or something? I can't remember. I think they had some weird start. All right. Whatever. Everyone's been very patient. We're going to get to the murder portion of this. Okay. Because we do have a Food Network murder not involving Sandra Lee. She she murdered all of our fucking (laughs) taste buds. She's Uh, murdered culinary She murdered the culinary arts. But this is an actual murder that happened. Okay. In 2012, Christy Schoen-Cod was a contestant on the eighth season of The Next Food Network Star. This is a show that actually launched the career of Guy Fieri. He was the first ever winner. So they had like sort of unknown people come on and become a food. They could get their own show if they won. That was the prize is you get your own pilot season, one season of your own show. But then he took off. And he fucking took off. Did any of them other ones become famous? There's been minor ones right. that are appear on Food Network stuff. One of them is on The Kitchen. It's a guy okay. Jeff Morrow. Oh, okay. But this woman was actually the first to be eliminated. On his season? On Guy Fieri's season? No, she was on the eighth season. Oh, okay. Guy Fieri was on the first season. This Christy Show and Cod, she was on the show only for one episode. Um so not long after her stint on this Food Network show, Christy and her boyfriend J.T. Cod moved to North Carolina where they got married in 2014. It was there that they bought 36 acres of land and had plans to open a farm-to-table restaurant. Mm. Yeah. And among the guests at their wedding was handyman Robert Owens. Robert was described as very down-on-his-luck kind of guy, and the couple had hired him and befriended him. He was... It was very much in this couple's nature to sort of help people in need. They were a very generous couple. They looked out for people that were in their life and made sure they had enough to eat and they were okay. And Christy and JT, they had given this guy, Robert, $7,000 to start up his own handyman business. Uh, So they really wanted good things for this guy. You know, they kind of took him under their wing. And he also was given a key to the couple's storage sheds. So not long after the wedding, Christy became pregnant with a girl. The couple had planned to name the baby Skylar. But on March 15th, 2015, Christy and J.T. Cod were reported missing. When police searched the Cod's home, they found that things were out of place and both of the uh, couple's dogs and cars were still there in the driveway. So the next day, police were called by someone who had reported that they had witnessed a man committing what had appeared to be a very suspicious drop-off at a dumpster. Okay. I saw some guy dropping some shit off. Yeah. This doesn't look right. Maybe you should look into that. So uh, the dumping place was actually on the property of Robert Owens' home, like around where he lived. And in the dumpster were items found... Um, that were from the Cod's home, the couple's home. Okay. So when police searched Robert Owen's house, they found the remains of Christy and J.T. Cod there in a wood-burning stove. Robert had dismembered the couple before attempting to cremate them. Christy was 38 and five months pregnant. J.T. was 45. 
So the bodies were too badly damaged to definitively identify the cause of death, but Robert claimed that he had accidentally run over the couple. What? Which I felt was so bizarre. Like, how do you accidentally run over two people? Also, if you ran over someone, wouldn't you immediately call? Because that seems like something they wouldn't be dead necessarily on impact, right? Like, right. they could still be alive. Yeah, you run over. I mean, over. most likely. And especially if they're your close friends, you would be like, oh my God, get the fucking Right, if it's an here. accident, you would immediately, you wouldn't be thinking, I need to cover this up. Right. Yeah. So that was his excuse. He was like, I feel horrible. I accidentally ran them over and then proceeded to dismember them and burn them in my wood-burning stove. Right. So Robert entered a plea deal to avoid the death penalty, and he was sentenced to a minimum of 60 years in prison, where he still is today. Now, wasn't there some rumors that he ate them? No, I think it was just because they were found in his wood-burning stove. That they thought he was cooking them or something. Or no, I, I was looking for that. Oh, okay. I thought I, I read that, um, but maybe it was just internet rumory yeah. type things that's so sad though it's really did, sad so did he never said why he did it he just still claims that it was, an accident. it was an accident but why would you even take a 60-year plea if you think if it wouldn't you take it to court <laughs> like if you really did an accident i would never plea to something to avoid the death penalty look he's not robert durst <laughs> He can't just claim self-defense. That's so frustrating. It, I mean, clearly he probably was embezzling or robbing them and they caught him. That's such a classic thing, right? right? I mean, that story has right. happened a bunch. I mean, I feel they like... They bust him and then he kills them. Right. 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 That's um, so sad. Yeah, I thought it was very odd. So this is one of my favorite crime stories of all time. <laughs> I mean, that's a little dramatic, but it's my favorite. It's, it's Like a goofy one. It's one that I feel like is... It's up there in its ridiculousness. Um, and it is close to my heart because a majority of this takes place in my hometown of Marin County which oh. and San Francisco. So uh, this story is about Guy Fieri. In March of 2011, 16-year-old Max Wade, a Marin County High School student who went to uh, my high school, Redwood, for a year, <laughs> <laughs> was headed into the city to commit a major heist. In the wee hours of the morning, Max arrived at British Motor Cars, a luxury auto dealership. Max headed to the roof of the building where he rigged a system of ropes and repelled from the ceiling into the dealership Mission Impossible style. Jesus Christ. This is a 16-year-old boy. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> There's video footage of it, too. Next, he proceeded to walk around the dealership before selecting a bright yellow Lamborghini to steal and he found the keys because the car was in there for maintenance and he drove off into the early morning darkness in this lamborghini how did he get out of the place the he had bolt cutters oh my god i mean he this is like <clears throat> he planned this I mean. he planned this to the t this is a very sophisticated crime yeah. that he had planned he fucking repelled from the ceiling yeah i mean that's scary adults don't even do that no. in real life i feel like so this was, of course, Guy Fieri's $200,000 Lamborghini Ugh. with the license plate Guy Toro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the teen headed back across the Golden Gate Bridge and into Marin County, uh, where the license plates were identified by a camera as Guy's car. However, just two hours later, the vehicle had a new set of stolen plates. But, but it's a yellow Lamborghini, so right? It's not like... 
Well, it's also San it's Francisco. Not very inconspicuous. It's not inconspicuous, but it's not exactly out of the ordinary because it's the San Francisco Bay Area and there's right. a lot of fucking rich assholes. Right. So for the next year, Max was in possession of this car. Really? Driving it around. In an interview with the news, Guy Fieri talks about how he was getting phone calls from people who were like, yo, I just saw your car on the freeway. And he's like, what? Okay, well, when is it coming back? When are they going to get it back to me? I, it's so typical that he would have a yellow Lamborghini. Of course he would. He looks like a yellow Lamborghini. <laughs> He's a sentient yellow Lamborghini. <laughs> Who, by the way, Guy Fieri used to be someone I... I went from loving Guy Fieri when he was on Food Network Star because he was so goofy and affable right. to hating him, to hate watching him, to now I've gone completely like 180 degrees and I love him again. Right. Because like... I came to the conclusion. I'm like, this guy just does not give a fuck of how goofy he is. He's so. I have heard that he's really top. nice too. Like when I have met, known people who right. met him, they say like he's really nice. Like I hate, I hate this, but I like him kind of thing. Yeah, like, he's a fucking dork, but right. he's like seems like a good guy. I don't know. I've also been to several of his approved restaurants. I have too, and they're good. And they're good. And I've been to his actual restaurant in Vegas before. Oh, you have? Is it good? It was the most guy. F- I was like. I mean, the food looks kind of good to me. Like, yeah, it was good. I like that kind of over the top. If you want to get over the top food, like bacon sidewinder fries with yeah. gravy on top and nacho cheese sauce and like fucking. He has like sauce. a special sauce. Yeah, the donkey sauce. The donkey sauce. sauce, which is like Worcestershire sauce, mayonnaise, and I remember mustard. I read a recipe for it once. I can't remember, but right. it's something like that. Yeah. I mean, like, he. I'm. Okay, I, I was on Tumblr because uh, the only reason I go on Tumblr is to look at Food Network fandom. Right. Memes and stuff. Like, I don't even look at porn on Tumblr. I'm like that big of a fucking loser. I only look at Food Network stuff. And this one person posted a picture of Guy Fieri, like a CD he released, which was like a compilation of songs inspired by his show, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. So it was like road trip songs. And it's every single fucking song that you would expect would be on it. Like Sammy Hagar, like I Can't Drive. Right, 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 right. Of course. And like... You know, he's such, I can't running believe he, with he's the, devil. the complete Van Hag like Hagar. Like. Yeah, he's like Hagar era <laughs> Van Halen. Yeah, like he also liked Gary Sharoff. Shir- <laughs> he just never gave up on Van Halen. No, he never no. gave up. So um, he was like, "Okay, I'm just not getting my car back. It's been right. a year. I'm not getting it back." I feel like if you have it for a year, you should get to keep it because that's some stealth. Especially <laughs> if you're a teenager. Yeah, I mean, come on. So. Also, what's insane about this is Max, the kid who stole the car, he was not secretive about his new sports car. Did he know it was Guy Fieri's when he stole it? No. Okay. So he found out afterwards. Yes. He was posting selfies of himself in the car and bragging about it on Facebook. Like, look at my car. I'm going to pick up some chicks. Like, like a total fucking goofball. Yeah. Asshole. Um, I love that he's like, I did it for Instagram. (laughs) I did it for social media cred. He totally (laughs) did it for social media cred. And he was able to keep this car a secret because he was keeping it at a storage facility. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Enrichment. Oh my God. So I was wondering that too. I'm like, how did his parents right. not like, hey, where'd you get this yellow Lamborghini yeah. from? Uh, whose Lamborghini is parked <laughs> in our driveway? <laughs> That's not the Honda we got you for is your this, birthday. Is he rich, Max? Well, I mean, he must be rich if he has a storage facility and can do all of this repelling. Well, that's the other thing. He's from Tiburon, which is a very rich area right. in Marin County. This is how bored rich kids in Marin get. And Desi, every single article I read about this case was like everything as a Marin County person you grow up hearing how they describe the teens. They've been describing teens from Marin County this way since the 70s probably. Like disaffected, bored, wealthy. Yeah. Affluenza. Affluenza. (laughs) Doing drugs. And it's like, you know what? Fucking stop dragging me. But it is kind of true. Of course it's true. (laughs) And I have... A lot of I know a lot about Marin also because I, I have people from their family and right. so I've just been in the area I know it very well too right. and the people I know are like older than you so I I know that it's been that it's way a, yeah it's been that I mean way they went to while. Drake so it's like the different high school there but it's, yeah. it has been that kind of like and I lived in the more hippie area of Marin right um, my family was definitely a lot more like hippie 
I would say. Right. And the people I know also. But it's like you still have to be a little bit rich to live there. Of course. Yeah. So it's like yeah. even the more middle class people there. Are we weren't even like, the rich people. Yeah. Like, yeah. And no, there's very wealthy people. My a- niece just told me she's like, I'm going to might go to Europe this week or this summer with my friend whose parents are like super wealthy. And she's like telling her friends that w- we would uh, stay in hostels to save money. And her friend's like, oh, no, we're staying in hotels. I'll get my dad to pay it. What? Yeah. And, she, and she's like, her dad will put us up in the best hotels now. And she's like, I was like, you should say we're only going to eat at the worst restaurants to save money. I'm like, you should just keep going for it. Right, like, right. Making the rich girl think she's going to have to suffer and then she'll get her dad to keep paying for everything. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it is ridiculous. When I was in high school there, the parking lot was filled with Escalades because back in the early 2000s, that was the hot car to have. I did not have my own car. Right. And I grew up in a wealthy high school also. And that was the same thing on Long Island. I mean, my parents would be like, they couldn't believe that parents were buying their kids these luxury vehicles. parking lot was like a thousand times nicer than the student parking lot i had like a 900 hundred dollar beat up junker but it was like parking with all of these bmws and like whatever oh, yeah. yeah i didn't get my first car until i was 18 and it was a 92 volvo and i was like this is fucking nice i didn't care i was, I was like the first one of my friends to get a car and it was a piece of shit but we were like driving around like who the fuck cares yeah i was like i got wheels i didn't care if i crashed it or like scratched it i was like whatever dude i still don't have a nice car like are you crazy yeah that's um, so funny. Yeah. So so it wasn't that abnormal for this kid to be in Marin County driving a Lamborghini. Right. Like it was, whoa, he has a Lamborghini, but not out of the complete ordinary. Right. It wasn't like that suspicious. It wasn't suspicious. Yeah. So around this time, like Max had become infatuated with this girl named Ava Dedier. She was a high school student who went to Terra Linda. Max had met Ava in 2011 when she had bought a fake ID from him. (laughs) And she knew of Max's Lamborghini, but like I said before, she didn't think there was anything odd about it. She assumed, eh, he's just another rich kid from Marin. But Ava wasn't interested in Max the way he was interested in her. In fact, she actually had a boyfriend named Landon Wallstrom. He (laughs) was a student at Redwood High, so he knew Max. Yeah. Because they had gone to high school at the same high school together yeah. at the same time so on april 13th 2012 max got on his motorcycle because apparently he also has a motorcycle too he dressed head to toe all black he went into mill valley where landon lived and max pulled up alongside landon's white truck where him and ava were sitting inside max then opened fire on the truck five times Whoa. <laughs> Dude, this is happening in fucking Mill Valley. I know. Mill Valley is so quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Open fire on the truck five times, shattering the windows and spraying broken glass everywhere. But miraculously, neither of the two teens were shot. Wow. They only sustained minor injuries from From the broken glass. glass. Max was identified by the particular motorcycle helmet that he was wearing, uh, which he had purchased at a store in San Francisco. He was also identified by Ava. Max would later be arrested at his Richmond storage unit where police seized a variety of items, including guns, a police uniform and badge, equipment used to jam cell and radio signals, a kit to build an AK-47, a printer used to make fake IDs, all the motorcycle gear and the helmet he was wearing during the shooting, and notes that detailed a future heist that he was planning on carrying out. (laughs) This guy literally thinks he's in an action movie. Yeah. 
I remember when the story came out and being like fucking riveted. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I can't believe this is happening in my hometown. Yeah. And that he's so skilled and sophisticated. Well, he had money to get the equipment probably too. I mean. Yeah. Like and the drive, like like what a sociopath. I know. Like <laughs> the drive. To- the drive to do all of this stuff. So he attempted to flee the scene when officers arrived, but he was successfully apprehended. On him, when they uh, apprehended him, he had a gun in his waistband and $1,500 on him. So Max was tried as an adult and sentenced to life in prison. Where Whoa, he, life? Yes. Shit. Where he's currently serving in San Quentin, which is also in Marin. Whoa, what did he get life for? Attempted murder? Attempted murder. You get life for that? Is it just a combination of everything? Well, yeah, they found like all the shit. In I know, but like unit. the other guy got sixty years for actually murdering two people. They're probably just like this little shit's only going to get worse. I mean, I have no sympathy for him. I'm just surprised because sometimes those sentencings for someone like that are very lenient. Right. Um, that's good. I mean, it's crazy because I, I obviously there there's no way this could even fill a whole episode or even a bonus episode. Not this other thing that happened in Mill Valley when I was. Live, when I was there uh, in Marin County growing up. But I just want to mention it really briefly because um, I promised Chris Tognati that I'd mention on the show sometime. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Um, in Mill Valley, which is a town in Marin, you guys have to know, if you don't know Marin County, it's a, it's a, it's basically the suburbs of San Francisco. Right. And, and they're very little small enclaves, a bunch of them. It's a very, it's not like LA County. It's a very tiny county. And they're so, little quaint towns with like little strips of store, you know, all local businesses and little shops like right i mean it's not like yeah it's quiet and um so in marin uh there in mill valley in this part of marin there was a combination kfc and taco bell (laughs) that was on the way to uh my house when i lived in this part of town at one point growing up and that Taco Bell KFC got busted because they were selling weed out of the KFC Taco Bell. And how they were selling weed was through the drive-thru. If you would go up to the drive-thru and say, I want an order of extra biscuits, you'd get a sack of weed. And someone was in the drive-thru and they actually wanted extra biscuits. That would be me. Which I, I, like, I would unwillingly bust which the pot I, dealership and be like hey. i think i'll get it some extra biscuits today which like i feel like that's something i would actually order. i would have made the thing people had to order a little bit more difficult because <laughs> i feel weird. like extra biscuits it should be common right i mean but who that wouldn't? is the most stoner logic ever right right that like, you wouldn't even make it like complicated complicated like honey on my <laughs> fried chicken or whatever like something no one would ever order right by the way i'm always suspicious of any combination fast food place i won't go to them like just last night when i was driving home from phoenix uh i was gonna stop at a taco bell but i wouldn't do it because it was a taco bell that was in a gas station with like a um popeyes (laughs) and i was like i don't like when there's they're combined in a gas station i want a singular i want them to be committed to taco bell (laughs) and not doing other things (laughs) Right next to the counter, and then there's like a little divider. But next thing, it says Popeyes. No, like they're not going to be the best workers at Taco Bell at that one. That's the one that they. I don't know if they work at the gas station or they're trained Taco Bell cooks. (laughs) (laughs) I I could be completely wrong. It's my prejudice. Actually, I don't like combos where it's Pizza Hut and Taco Bell or whatever. Like no, I want my own standalone. That KFC Taco Bell though, when I was living there, I was like. 
the biggest fucking loser stoner. So right. it was amazing. Could you get both of them yes. from the window? Yes. And okay. I would. I'd be like, I want a Crunchwrap Supreme and popcorn chicken. <laughs> okay. I mean, that sounds a little bit better to me when they're actually combined. Right. But not just next to each other. Right. Okay. It was it's, like a, a, it's a prejudice I have. I don't know what it is. I just don't think it's going to be good. You know, I rarely, get, I rarely get Taco Bell. So if I'm getting Taco Bell, I want a standalone. <laughs> I get it. No, I get what you're saying. It's totally valid. I get it. Okay. You want them to be committed to the craft. Right. Of just right. talk about focus. Right. Don't get distracted don't by get distracted. That's the why I don't stuff. I don't order a lot of new stuff. I like the classics. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into the newfangled, although last night I did get something that was repulsive. I did think of you because it reminded me of the Del Taco things with the cum in the middle. Oh but they have like it's not really cum. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but Taco Bell now has Cinnabon bites. The, oh, well, I've inside, been wanting to try inside is the filling, like the yeah. cream filling is right. inside a little donut so you can hole. Eat them on the go. They're not great. There's too much filling. Here's the thing. I'm not like everybody else. I'm not all gaga over the frosting. I want it to be just the right amount and I want the bis- the buns to be fresh. <laughs> like I'm not like someone who likes to slather with like extra frosting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's too much. I didn't like the ratio. The ratio was off. No, it was off. Okay. okay. Well, okay. I'm we'll, sorry. We'll we'll ask them to work on that. Oh, yeah. We'll I'll go to a real location. <laughs> To the headquarters. <laughs> so yeah, so the that place got shut down. Okay. Well, there, there goes your popcorn chicken and crunch wrap supreme well, combo. <laughs> I was into meth and coke by that point, so I didn't really give a shit about You weren't food. eating anymore. I wasn't eating anymore at that point in my life. Uh that's I'll, when we know Rachel's relapse. She stopped eating. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Best slash worst diet of my life. Okay, what else do we got here? Ah, the piece de resistance, the one I saved for last. Oh, God. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay. Do you want to... My mom got upset and Desi got upset about a tweet (laughs) I made regarding Bobby Flay a couple weeks ago. Right. That was bad. Insinuating that I wanted to slather Bobby Flay in oil and have sex with him. Yeah. It was actually a Tumblr post I found from Food Network, and I copied the Tumblr post. Like, I screenshotted it, and I was like, why is this so relatable? And my mom, what'd she say? She was like, no. Yeah. She was just like, no. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was bad. Look, I don't know. I must have – I maybe I was hormonal that night. He's not unattractive. No. And he's not. like, as far as, like, a red-haired guy, because those guys cannot look that hot, he's kind of more <laughs> – Desi as a redhead. I am a redhead. We look. It's hard for us. I need to find. I I've had a love hate relationship. No, I mean when I say they're not hot, I don't mean it in like a typical way. I like a lot of red haired guys because they're kind of dorky and nerdy. Yeah. He has like a more bro look, which I find unusual for right. a red haired guy. Right. Like, do you He's know what I mean? Like, I get yeah, it. Okay. I get it. So it's not hot in the what I think is attractive. It's like that kind of hot guy. Right. Thing. Right. Okay. I. Bobby is the only other person I've done erotic fan fiction about on Twitter, Ugh. but it's never, ha- it's never like good erotic fan fiction. Right. It's always about how he like leaves you unsatisfied. Yeah. This is just a brief sample of some of the erotic fan fiction I've written over the years. This is from 2016. Bobby Flay fucks you just I, but before you're finished getting dressed, he orders a pizza for himself only. <laughs> 
Like, can't you just imagine you're like awkwardly putting back your pants on and you still have like and he's eating your legs and he's on the phone ordering a pizza, but you know, but it's just for himself because he wants you to get out of there quickly. Right. And you're waiting for him to invite you to stay for the pizza. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't. But you, you're kind of stalling as you right. leave. Like you're taking a little extra time to pull your pants on because you're like, I need to be here when that pizza arrives. <laughs> so what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> Bobby's the classic right after you fuck. I'm kind of busy. He's also the type of guy who was like, was that good for you? And you're just like, Ugh, <sighs> fine, I'm just done. This is the other Bobby Flay sex tweet I have. For, also from 2000. I think it was the same night. God, you're Dude. so horny that night for okay. him. Bobby Flay talks a big game before he fucks you like, I'm going to cook you a poblano pepper omelet. But in the morning, he's, quote, kind of tired. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my opinion about him. Right. Like he's not a good guy. Like, yeah, I'll have sex with him, but I know I'm going to be unsatisfied because he's going to be a selfish lover. Right. That's my opinion. He doesn't even know he's doing anything bad. No, he's like, I'm good at sex. I decided I'm good at sex when I was 20 years old. Right. I'm never going to improve from there. He's also seems like the type of guy, like you kind of hit on this a bit that won't ever cook for you, even though they're a really good cook. Yeah. Like, I hate that. Oh my God, I hate it too. Yeah. Right. Like he won't do, like, you're just like. I don't his... want to cook. Like I'm always, like, it's all what I do for my job. It's Even like, though no, it would cook make me, you happy. Yeah. Just like cook he me won't a fucking carbonara. It. Yeah. Fucking Bobby Flay. <laughs> don't cook me some tequila chicken cream sauce pasta. I want fucking classics. So for those of you who don't know who Bobby Flay is, like he said, he's kind of a bro, redhead guy. He's Irish. American. He does like Tex-Mex type food. He's famous for his Tex-Mex food. He's like everything like one time I was watching, his food looks good to me like it all looks good yeah, and yeah. I am playing when I go to Vegas in a few weeks like I'm absolutely gonna go to Bobby's Burger Palace that's one of his restaurants because oh. Bobby Flay is like I'm famous for my burgers my yeah. burgers are the best yeah and because like, he's a barbecue person he's too. a like, barbecue he does a guy and like I'm sure his food always looks really good I always want to try it but like he's so like everything he does like has like poblano peppers in it he does a lot of chilies he did, which I'm fine with. I like it too but it's like come on he's like branch out of it he's like <laughs> I don't need some fucking hatch chilies on everything. <laughs> hatch chilies are in season. Let's fucking do it up. Hatch chili ice cream. <laughs> so, Bobby, so in March of 2015, Bobby Flay and Stephanie March, who many of our listeners dun, dun. may know. Yeah. Dun, dun. I'll put that sound in later. Okay. I like to put that sound in whenever I can. That sound, sound is actually in my drag routine. It makes me like hard. Right. <laughs> so... So Stephanie, that's like, you know, the Manchurian candidate, like yeah. there's like a signal for yeah. him to turn. That's like my signal to get hard. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. So, um, so Bobby Flay, um, has, has got married to Stephanie March, who is the, was the ADA on Law & Order SVU, Alex Cabot. She's really hot, great actress. She's like a typical like blonde, like a she's pretty an blonde. icy blonde yeah. with blue like a Grace eyes. Grace Kelly kind of. Yeah, she's Grace Kelly looking. Yeah. So they got married in 2005, and in March of 2015, they had celebrated. They're celebrating their 10 years of marriage together. Except they weren't together for this. Bobby ditched Stephanie to go to Florida to a food and wine festival with his employees. Is there anything more insulting than someone going to a food and wine <laughs> festival in Florida? I just can't even like, like I could be like okay I'll give you Aspen Hawaii 
Napa even, but fucking Florida. Come on, dude. We're going to have like fucking conch fritters. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say the Cuban ham sandwiches. Cubanos. Cubanos, which are great. Those are good. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying I like conch fritters. They're fine. (laughs) I mean, come on. Fritters are always going to be good. good. Yeah. Um, so Bobby, uh, ditches her and she's like, you motherfucker. It's like right. 10 year anniversary. That's a big deal. <clears throat> yes. So among these employees that he took with him to the food and wine mm-hmm. festival, which just the name that he, the food and wine festival, he had to go like, right. what a as if he doesn't dick. go to those like a hundred times a year, probably. Right. Oh, yeah. you never eat food. You never eat good food, Bobby. You got <laughs> <Yeah>. to- <laughs> Oh, there's some exciting new things I can try. <laughs> So among these employees he took with him was 28-year-old Elise Terrell. Elise was a hostess at Bar American, one of Bobby's restaurants in New York. Mm. Apparently, <laughs> I'm not happy. The look and sound of contempt Desi just did. So apparently Bobby and Elise had an ongoing affair, and Stephanie had known about this affair since the previous November. So him bailing on their anniversary to spend time with her was fucking infuriating. Right. As it should be. By the end of April, 2015, the couple was filing for divorce. Stephanie was like, you know what? Yeah. Fucking out of here. Fuck you. Fuck your chilies. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even fucking like chilies. (laughs) The cheating wasn't the only problem in the marriage. Bobby had also failed to show up for Stephanie after her appendix burst in 2013. And by 2000... He was at a food and wine festival. (laughs) In Charlotte. He was at a charity eating greet. (laughs) (laughs) And in 2014, Stephanie had gotten breast implants in an attempt to regain some semblance of control in her life. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know, it's like she's like, fuck, like, you know, at the Am time, I not like, attractive? Like, yeah, and like her career, like she wasn't doing uh, projects. That's like, like the saddest statement ever, though. Yeah, and sorry. I read this piece she wrote uh, for Refinery29 back in like 2015, and it was like <clears throat> super sad and super relatable. Right. Just like as an aging actress. No, I don't mean sad. Like, she's sad. I mean, it's a sad thing oh, it's that totally women have sad. to go through. Right. It's relatable and <laughs> right. sad. So she was basically explaining that the reason she got these breast implants was because she felt like her marriage was failing, her career prospects right. were drying up. Right. You know, she's getting older, like, for an actress, right, older. Right. You know, she's, like, 40. Um, and she just – it felt like it was, like, control for her to have right. – regain some kind of control of. And also it's, like – and also she was like, and who cares? It's fine to get breast implants. Right. But like that was her reasoning at the time. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm just saying, prefacing it with all that, with that story because she had written that and because it's sort of. He put her in a bad place. Like he didn't give her any thing he, that the husband should have been like, right. no, baby, you don't need that. Like, Right. Unfortunately, her body rejected the implants Ugh. and she developed an infection. So it was really like I mentioned that story because it was like this insult to injury sort of right. situation. It she was got like, sick from it. She got sick from it. And so she had them removed. So Bobby, who had previously been married twice before Stephanie. He loves love. He loves to <laughs> love. He had a prenup agreement with her. The agreement said that Stephanie would receive $5,000 a month plus a $1 million buyout of their home. But Stephanie was like, Mm-mm, no, no. When we met, you were like nothing. 
and oh. I helped you build your careers. You didn't say that you like I told you to put. Why did they have a prenup though? If he was nothing, because he was starting to get there. Well, or? I mean, he was like wealthy, I guess, but yeah. he wasn't like. But the, she was also probably had a good living. I mean, yeah, she was an actress she was on a on, show for many years, right? I mean, I don't know, but she was like, "You're worth twenty million dollars. I helped you with your career right. in so many ways. I was there with you." Like, she wasn't on Law and Order SVU for that many years after they got married. I mean, right. she was only on that show for the first, like, th- four years, maybe, okay. I guess. Did they have kids? No. They didn't have kids. Okay. So she even said, she was like, I told you to put tapas on the menu <laughs> of your Spanish restaurant. That was it. my idea. Good for her. Yeah. So That's like me where I'm like, I invented the Doritos taco show. <laughs> that was my idea. I had a dream when I was 12. It's hard. Intellectual property is hard to prove. <laughs> Especially when it's a- I wrote it in my journal when I was listening to the Smiths. <laughs> so she, um, you know, she was asserting I, she significantly helped his rise to fame. Um, it had also been speculated that Bobby had an affair with January Jones, another icy blonde. Oh, and the, I remember that. The hostess was also an icy blonde. That's his type. Yeah. I'm just saying. Doesn't matter if they're a hostess or, or an, an actress. actress. <laughs> all or levels. Whatever. He all, likes those blondes. All levels of blondes. He likes them. So it was Rachel. Spe- <laughs> Jesus. You've got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> You got to get icier, though. I know. You're well, not really I, an icy Well, because I'm in the middle of transitioning, going from, I went, I was light, then I was dark, now right. I'm going back to light. So it's like, Bobby, just like. No, wait. no, I didn't mean you, but you're not like icy blonde. I was icy. No, your hair is ago. light, but I would say like, you're not like a Grace Kelly icy blonde type. No. You're more like a. Betty like Davis a, sloppy yeah. type. Well, not even <laughs> Betty Davis, because you're more attractive than her, technically. Aww. But like. I'm just saying you're not like what I would think of as that type of like cold no. and icy. No. You're more warm and like personality. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. And plus he couldn't fucking push me around. No, but Stephanie seems like she kind of got some courage at the end. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, Stephanie's like a strong woman. Whatever. Right, right. I don't know. He, he likes a certain type. I'm. He, That's what I mean. It's more a physical type. He wants a shiksa blonde. Yeah. Right, right, right. Totally. He wants a shiksa blonde. Let's be honest. Okay. So... It was speculated that he had an affair with January Jones because she got into a car crash in 2010. Oh, right. And Bobby was the first person that she called. What? I'm, that's Hello? A little, I need some <laughs> That's what you're going to do the next <laughs> You're in a car accident. You're not having an affair with him. You're just calling Bobby Flay. <laughs> like, come on. That is like, you don't do that. I need some corn fritters. Yes. Immediately stat with some habanero Please. pesto. Achiote marinated strip steak. <laughs> Give me the mole ice cream on the double. Chop, chop. With some flautas. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. God, I'm fucking sweating. It was 95 degrees. So that's the Food Network scandals. Now, I thought that he had an affair with Giada, too, no? I didn't get that far. Oh, she had an affair with someone, I think. She did have an affair okay. with someone. Then Giada then. De Laurentiis is, like, so hot, it's stupid. She's not my type. She's, I find her so boring. I can't. She's not my type either. She is really hot, though. <laughs> 
You just know it. I know. Yeah, come on. She's like, well. Oh. <laughs> I feel like the thing I don't like about her is I don't believe she eats her food. She's too thin. She's too thin. I just don't believe she enjoys life. I'm sorry. That's why I love Ina so much. She right, fucking like, eats. I, I, yeah, I feel like I'm never going to be on board with a chef who I feel like isn't like fucking eating and living life. Like I like those type of chefs. Right. I can enjoy watching them, like hate watching them. Right. But I will never like her show. Like I was, I never found her show appealing to me. It's Even if I like some of the restaurant, I have made some of her recipes. Like yeah. if I do a Google or whatever, I don't like that type of chef where it's like, I don't care if you're an actress looking pretty girl. Like, right. I don't fucking care. I want to eat some food or watch some fucking drunk bitch make a Kwanzaa cake. Like, those are my requirements. Like, I need something here. Like, I just there, don't. Like, There's come on. this amazing, one of my favorite, like, edited videos of the internet of all time is this YouTube video that someone edited together of Sandra Lee um, where it looks like she's talking dirty, but it's just edited clips of her show oh. so the words sound dirty oh, she's like good. you know like mm, look at this big wet and like just <laughs> yeah, all like these, a, like, yeah. creamy <laughs> it's so like creamy explosion <laughs> that's what it is it's so childish and so immature there's the best part is when she goes it's gonna taste like mario was in your ass <laughs> oh Wow. Oh, my God. I bet you he's been in her ass. <laughs> I don't doubt it. She got some Bobo beef cheek wrap. <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's their famous dish, Bobo's beef cheek ravioli. <laughs> at matzah? No, at Bobo's or Baba's. What is his restaurant? Bobo? Baba? Baba? His, he has like a restaurant in New York that's really famous. Oh, yeah, it is like Biba. Baba's. B A B B A, or I have no There's idea. There's someone right now screaming. Baba. Someone is screaming, someone at, screaming at, me. at us. You fucking white trash idiot. <laughs> it's Baba da da da. <laughs> oh, now I'm going to get in trouble. I am sweating. Uh, we okay. should have ordered ice cream like an hour we ago. We should have. Okay. okay. Awesome. Um, does anyone. Have- oh, do we have to thank our anybody? Or we're just gonna do it next week. We're gonna do it next week. Okay. We got a few new Patreon contributors. We'll thank you week. extra special next week. Yeah, we and, will. And um, but yeah, check out our social medias and our Facebook group. Yeah, it's really good. It's fun, fun times there. <laughs> we love it. I really hope you guys liked this episode as much as I did. I want to look up that Tumblr. <laughs> Dude, network Tumblr. I, I'll send you all the pages okay. that I'm obsessed with. Let me just tell you this one quick. Oh, I'll, and I'll I have end. one more thing to say. Okay, go. Um, as many of you who follow me on Twitter know, my bio on Twitter is Scott Conant blocked me. And I will tell you why Scott Conant blocked me. <laughs> Scott Conant is um, a celebrity chef of the Food Network. No, I'm not crazy um, that I am. I mean, that's like... Of course. Like, I'm obsessed with the Food Network, and one of the chefs has me blocked. I feel like Annie Wilkes from Misery. (laughs) Anyways, Rachel's going to go cobble. (laughs) Cobble him. Whatever. Cobbler. Cobble, and then she's going to make a cobbler. (laughs) So, Scott. With red onions. (laughs) So, Scott Conant is a a chef (laughs) on Chopped, and he's a fucking dick on that show. And he notoriously does not like red onions. Like, people have served him red onions before, the contestants, and he, like, will look at them like he's about to fucking murder them and right. be like, you know I don't like raw red onions. Like, as if we all know what right. he does not like. Like, I that's, mean, like, on. some absurd thing to put in a dish. Right. 
It's a very common ingredient to freshen up a stew right. or, <laughs> or anything, something or a salad. A taco. Like, come on. Yeah. You put like, some pickled red onions. It's delicious. He gets like incensed about it. Right. So, uh, and he's also just very smug and he wears a lot of hair gel and like mousse. His look is insane. It's like very 90s. And he's very like, if you didn't cook the pasta properly, which I get. Well, because his restaurant is famous for pasta. Yeah, but he's a dick about it. No, he's a dick. He's like, I will throw this pasta He tries to be like the Simon Cowell, I think, of Chopped. He's just smarmy. Yeah. So I've tweeted a lot of Scott Conant fan fiction too. Not sexy fan fiction, but just like fan fiction. Like, you know, Dada, this is what Scott does, IRL. And, you know, I would never fuck Scott Conant. And Mm -hmm. just like jokes. Right. One day I, I was like, I wonder what he's up to on Twitter. And <laughs> Gee, I wonder why he blocked you. <laughs> I never tagged him, but I never tagged him. So I went to his page and I was like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's I, nothing more shocking than getting realizing you're blocked and you have no idea why. Like, I, such I an have outrage. no idea why, because I've never at replied him ever. Right. None of my friends have at. That's like him. with me and Air Bud. <laughs> Like, I have no idea why Airbud blocked me. And here's the thing. Scott Conant has to search his name. Right. Because I searched his name with blocked, and there was like 600 people that were like, Scott Conant fucking blocked me. You fucking So he searches asshole. his name. That's what he does. He's and ser- so does Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> it's Airbud. The official account for the Airbud movie blocked Desi. Yeah. And I have no idea why. I but did. I have tweeted a few things about Airbud, but I never uh, tagged them. Right. So they're searching their name, Airbud. <laughs> What was your story? Some human being is on an air butt account <laughs> blocking people. I just feel like that's the dog is taking the hit. <laughs> the dog isn't blocking me. I don't even fucking care. Fucking air bud. <laughs> your dog. Your dog You're doing like this thing now the dog is looking like an asshole and it's just some dick named Jeremy. <laughs> As Rachel, Rachel, Jeremy is like the new name for every guy I hate on the internet. Thanks to Rachel's tweet. I did a tweet and I deleted it because I knew that I would still get ironic. Or that some guy would name Jeremy would be like, hey, (laughs) not all Jeremy's. And also I just got the song Jeremy stuck in my head. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Well now it's ruined. Okay. No, it's still a good name. Here is my one last little tidbit. It's a Food Network thing. One time this famous comedian was uh, talking to me, talking me up every day. And he was like, he had left his wife recently for a nanny, but she was so young that I think he was like, oh, I want to talk to like someone who's smart. That is such a cliche. I know. It's such a cliche. First of all, it took him like months to tell me that. And I, I was like, who, what does she do? Like, I was just asking questions because we weren't flirting. It was like yeah. a friendship, but I could kind of tell. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, is he trying to, and he would, he would send me like memes. And one day he sent me a Paula Dean meme. <laughs> And the meme said, anal sex needs more butter. <laughs> and I, like, it was just a joke. And I was cracking up because it was so stupid. And I, so then like a few months or a month later, he texted me. He's like, what was the thing I said to you about anal sex? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about because I have forgotten about that meme. And I was like looking. He's like, can you look through your text, please? And tell me what I said to you about anal sex. He's like, my daughter was reading my messages and she saw that I said something about anal sex to you. And then I I was like, I have no idea. I'll look. Like, I felt bad. I was like, I'm sorry. I know. I know. And then I found, I was like looking through it. I was like, let me look at the pictures to see if he like sent me something. And then I saw the Paul Dean anal sex meme and I I sent it back to him. I was like, I think it was this. 
<laughs> How does a daughter get involved? Because she was like looking at his phone, and I guess looking at his messages, and maybe saw the picture. I don't even know what so he happened. Had to be like, Daddy sent this to a lady from the internet. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then his girlfriend, like a month later. So this happens like a week later, and then a week later, I said, I got a message from him that said, "Stop texting." <laughs> <laughs> you stop texting him right now thank you goodbye and i texted him back i said i think your daughter just texted me and he's like no that was my girlfriend <laughs> and i was like you know what like I'm I, what, i'm not in junior high anymore you're 50 i think you need to rethink your relationship i'm glad you left your controlling wife for a controlling nanny slash girlfriend <laughs> Slash daughter. The, the daughter wasn't even a pain in the. I was like, I love that I thought it was his daughter because I was like, well, what woman would do that? <laughs> Stop texting him, right? I was like, you know what? I'm goodbye. I think I remember. Needs who more this butter. Yeah. Needs more butter. <laughs> so that's my Food Network story. I'm fucking wheezing. Okay. okay. So now we got it all out. Okay, we got it all out. <laughs> uh, um, thank you. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 